0: Welcome to The Cinema Nerd Presents Made in the 90s. My name is Kyle Woods. I'm here with Dylan Shore. Dylan Shore is going to name and spell all 50 states in alphabetical order. Go. Uh,
1: uh, Alabama. <laughs> A-L-A. A-M-B-A. <laughs> Later, we talked about Drop Dead Gorgeous. Dylan, what's Drop Dead Gorgeous? Drop Dead Gorgeous is a 1999 teen i wouldn't even call it a teen movie it's like a straight comedy but it's about it's a mockumentary about a teen beauty pageant right uh and uh yeah just about the crazy contestants that and normal contestants that are in this pageant even the uh, is
0: pretty crazy in this pageant it's definitely <laughs> high concept high wire fun
1: yeah mount mount rose
0: mount rose minnesota, minnesota. Which I'm. I'm so. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm wondering if this is there's a city near Minneapolis called Rosemont, and every other city that they brought up in Minneapolis, I recognize or Minnesota, I recognize as a real town. But that was the one. I was like, I don't. I think it's. I think they're talking
1: about Rosemont. Anyways. Okay. Okay. That's fun. Little that's a little fun. Little Easter egg.
0: Don't worry, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna call out some good Minnesota trivia for you along the way. Um. Well. Did you like it? I loved it, but before we get into it, let's, uh, let's unpack some other stuff. <laughs> Have you seen anything else lately? Um, recently, I rewatched watched Hannibal. The, oh, <laughs> I've been watching some of that, the television shows, so it took me a minute to
1: remember that that is, in fact, a movie. Movie, yes. I watched Ridley Scott's movie, the sequel to Silence of the Lambs. Even though it's a completely different type of feel of a movie than Silence of the Lambs. And it's not the best, but I do enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's been a while since I've seen
0: any of them but Silence of the Lambs. Is that the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman or is that Red Dragon? That's Red Dragon. Okay, so Hannibal is the one that still has um, fucking Hannibal in it. Anthony Hopkins is in it, right? Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. A billion a billion more more Ray Liotta and the brain. Yep, that's yeah, Hannibal. It was kind of, I mean, you know, it's... That scene is really funny. The, uh, <laughs> because uh, Ray Liotta is kind of paralyzed because he's had his uh, head cut open. Right. Uh, Hannibal's like, oh, you should just stop talking and eat your broth. And he gives him a straw to drink out of a, some soup and he drinks it. He's like, oh, that's not very good, buddy. <laughs> and just the fact that he, <laughs> Ray Liotta calls Hannibal Lecter buddy is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Liotta is really funny. He is. What else have you seen? Uh I finally saw the first How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, I like those movies,
0: man. I think they're sort of above average. I I watched that one recently, like a, I don't know,
1: 4 months ago something like that. It's fun. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the first one, and when the next two are free, I'll watch them. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Not gonna rent them, but you know, if they're on a platform I pay for, then I'll watch them.
0: And I'm sure they will be very, very good. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's really it. Right on. I only have a couple I'll talk about. Also, uh,
1: I saw Kate and Leopold. I rewatched what the fuck? I re that's such a random poll. I rewatched that. Solidly, like three weeks ago. Did you did you bring it up on this show? Maybe because it was either you or James. Somebody else was talking about it, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna give that a go." Uh, Dude, that's so weird. I don't remember talking about it, but I did rewatch that fairly, fairly recently because I love that movie. I own a fucking. I DM. like that movie. <laughs>
0: Dude, James Mangold can make a movie. I think that's sort of like the and there's a lot of talent, obviously on screen, but he's he's such a I don't know. He sort of gets credit as like the journeyman director, but he makes cinema. You know what I mean? Like I'm always just engaged with the the energy of his movies. They feel like movies to me in the sort of I'm, classic Hollywood
1: sense. Yeah. yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah, so I—I I mean, <laughs> this movie's—I I mean, it's crazy as hell with the
1: way Lee oh, leaves drive actually crazy. It's the most absurdist plot for a romantic comedy that involves a time traveling fucking duke. But you know,
0: <laughs> I'm on board, and oh, Hugh Jackman oh. nails his performance, and the fact that like I, it helps that. Mangled takes us through the cinema screen when we transition into modern times and really is like, hey, i'm doing a movie ass movie here. get
1: ready yeah. But, yeah. But the opening is so good of him like seeing Lee of Schreiber and like right. what the, the little fuck camera am I doing yeah, and then he chases after him and it takes him up to the portal like it's so fun that's a blast uh, man. the whole way I really is. love the scene of them going of uh Meg Ryan taking him. I can't remember why they're there. I think they're going to host an event or they're just touring the house that was his dad's house. I think she's just surprising him. Right? Isn't but it like a museum now on. though? It's a museum that they're in now. Isn't it? Oh, okay. I'm,
0: there's multiple events that they attend in this movie. So maybe I'm confusing it with one of the ladies. The,
1: the one that takes place, uh, so back in the day, it was his father's house. So right, as they're right. going through your way he's like oh this is my old bedroom right <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i'm uh, enchanted by kind of all of it i Definitely. also wanted to call out breckin meyer who was a blast in that movie but he kind of her brother her brother yeah the the actor who is like yeah. the bad actor stereotype Yep. I've been watching King of the Hill also lately, like while I'm doing chores and stuff on in the background, kind of watching, because I love that show. I've seen it a ton of times, so I find it very comforting. And I think mm-hmm. it's, you know, one of the greats for sure. I really, you know, Mike Daniels and Greg, no, no, hang on. Mike Judge? Daniels and Mike Judge together is kind of gold. But um, if Meyer plays Joseph on that show, you know, Dale's son. And his just like insane laugh scream is, (laughs) I don't know, pretty iconic. Like I, I would watch him on screen, and then his face would just turn into Joseph Gribble. (laughs) It was
1: (laughs) you just see his character in King of the Hill.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that'll come up later again when we talk about another character in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, Uh, okay. But and then so before we do, I'll just real briefly say that I watched Kingpin, and I don't want to say too much about it because I think we're gonna cover it in this show. Yeah, I
1: rewatched it. it recently too. I love Kingpin. It's I think it's their best. I know some are and credit,
0: but dude, it's
1: so good. No, I'm right there with you. I think Kingpin is the best. The while we're just on Kingpin, I quote this line nonstop, just just randomly to myself because I think it's the funniest line in that movie, and not a lot of people find it that funny okay. but <laughs> when uh woody and vanessa angel are back in his hometown mm-hmm. and they're at his dad's old little gas station at the back alley uh the bowling pin out in the back right, 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 and she hands him back uh or he hands her the pocket watch right that his dad gave him and then it's not brought up uh, at all until the very end of the movie, when she gives it back to him, right. and he goes, "Hey, you fixed it <laughs> goes, yeah, I wound it <laughs> that movie is full of like
0: like so banal thing like it's so absurdist, but so banal I don't know how to describe yeah. it it's people taking things just very literally
1: and very plainly it's so fucking funny man And has the best running joke in a movie how everyone confuses munson for being a word for something like destructive or bad (laughs) and it's just his last name (laughs) you're a real
0: munson Uh, i love it so yeah like i said we'll Uh, quote that movie line for line when we actually do an episode on king yes we will i'm down to do an episode on that right on but before we do drop dead gorgeous
1: drop dead gorgeous
0: so yeah man i loved it i laughed like embarrassing dumb chuckles like the whole way just sort of like (laughs) i i fucking loved it it made me laugh a lot and there's I want to talk about sort of like the third act and, and how we get there or where we end up, you know, that's my hesitation with the thing. But other than that, it's kind of hard for me to find many. I, I
1: loved it, dude. It really, really worked for me. What do you think about it? Well, for, I love this movie. I watch it m- multiple times a year. If, if awesome. I didn't watch the whole movie, I just watch like a lot of scenes from it like it's so comforting and funny i just watched it so much as a kid that i still love it it's super ridiculous (laughs)
0: so ridiculous man like every bit that what's her name um tess like when her talent show her talent at the show is imitating dog (laughs) barks and like her her tribute to america is wearing the ball of twine and then she walks up to the mic and is like i, I didn't really understand this <laughs>
1: i'm
0: gonna stop from going just again line for line on this thing because it's hard there's some really funny lines it's so fucking funny
1: it's so funny and the cast is so talented i like Christy Alley is perfect. The guy that plays her husband is really funny. He's in a lot of 90s movies.
0: Yeah, he's I always remember him Sam McMurray. Sam so, McMurray, yeah. I, I remember him mainly as the dude from Raising Arizona who tells all the Polish jokes. Yep, yep, yep. in the end. But he's in yeah, he's so I don't know, should we start with the cast because I'm just excited to talk about the whole thing. Denise Richards yep. is perfect as like the bored ass daughter of the rich family, and she's our our antagonist. I guess it's Christie Alley's the antagonist. Denise Richards is just trying to win this pageant, right?
1: She's an antagonist for Kirsten Dunst because they they play it to seem like it is Denise Richards like killing all the other contestants. Okay, so that is a sort of yeah that's the issue that i have with this movie is like the way
0: that the murder plot is dealt with i'm never quite sure where i need to be landing and then the fact that it resolves at the end of the second act or kind of halfway through the third act i think it's got some structure problems and so i never went
1: too long definitely
0: yeah not too long it's just that it's like The the fact that Kirstie Alley murders a bunch of people, and then we find out about it, and that's not the end of the movie. Yeah, especially where it's placed. Like again, two thirds. It's not the end of
1: Amber's story, though. Right, and And but Amber is our protagonist. And Amber's story, I end up liking it
0: because, like, all she wants to do is compete, and she never gets the chance to do that. So
1: fucking. Barbara Walters (laughs) or Diane Sawyer. (laughs) Diane Sawyer. (laughs) Diane Sawyer. Right. So it's sort of fitting that
0: obviously it needs to be anticlimactic. That's sort of the story that we're telling. But to have such a big punch and for it to be so punchy the whole way through leaves me feeling a little kind of waffled about it. And so with Denise Richards specifically, I never read her as knowing or, sorry, as, like, perpetrating these acts, I read her as being aware of them and just, like, not giving a shit. <clears throat> Excuse
1: me. <clears throat> There's just, like, that direct cut after, I don't know, the, someone gets shot, and then it's, like, it cuts to Becky being, like, the head of the gun association, and yeah, she's, sure. like, firing off massive rounds, and, like, that's the just the one moment where I'm, like, oh, they're hinting that she did this. I mean, fair enough. It just, yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. That's but, the only scene that I can think of. Well, sure. the
0: other one is like when, uh, what's her name? Uh, is it Tess that gets hit by the light, right? She goes number one and... Uh, yeah. So right? It's Tess, yeah. So when the light comes down, we get that shot of of Denise Richards, like, kind of huffing, you know? Uh-huh. But, I mean, yeah, that's, why wouldn't you read her as setting it up? I guess, well, I don't know. Maybe I just don't trust Christy Alley.
1: Fair enough. Uh, But, yeah, Kirsten Dunst as uh, uh, Amber Atkins is so fucking funny. And Ellen Barkin as her mom is even funnier.
0: And then Allison Janney
1: as her best friend steals the show i just have as a my note, favorite part of this movie next to will sasso
0: <laughs> i just have as a note alice and jenny that's all oh, like man. what else can you say man she's so fucking good here uh when uh, she uh is also really phenomenal and hmm. she has the best accent of everybody and uh you know being from the soda i'm hard on the we don't call it that by the way um, Good. I'm hard on the yeah, I'm hard on the accents and hers hers is really good so it was interesting to sort of like like make that connection of where Fargo ends up happening because she's nailing the Minnesota vibes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Really. Yeah, really
1: good. Really good.
0: Uh, she's got a bad accent, you know what I mean? And also Mindy Sterling is also doing
1: a really pretty good accent. Fierce tackles. <laughs> 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 uh My favorite line from Allison Janney is when uh, Kirsten Dunst's mom is cutting Allison Janney's hair, and she's being interviewed, and she's like, you know, Amber deserves this. She's the most smartest, and Ellen Barkin's like, most smartest? And Allison Janney's response is, yeah, most smartest. (laughs)
0: Like, what? What are you talking about? She's the most smartest. (laughs) Obviously, duh. My favorite Alice and Janney line is when the uh, all the seafood gets poisoned at the end and they come out and everybody's puking and they come out of her bedroom and she goes, Oh man, do you think they hurt us? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so fucking dirty. Oh, she's amazing.
0: <laughs> she's am a treasure. I'm glad that she's getting the respect that she deserves and she's so, so good in this thing. I agree. Uh, and then we have the late great Brittany Murphy. So I want to talk about Brittany Murphy again in the context of King Hill, King of the Hill, because she's phenomenal here. She really is, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she's playing Luann, like, and I don't know if this is before or after King of the Hill premieres. Yeah, this is definitely yeah. after. Yeah,
1: right. King of the Hill was early '90s. I think it was like '90s. Yeah, mid '90s. Yeah, mid '90s. And but it's so awesome
0: (laughs) she's tremendous man she's so fucking funny and she's so sweet it's great to see her at all i wish that she was like
1: in every scene of this movie i'm a little sad she's not in more of it yeah because she she's so funny Her, her always talking about her older brother who's gay yeah, she got to go visit him and he got to meet Greg Huguenus, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so excited for him. Yeah. That, <laughs> the, the bubble scream that she does, it's
0: the way that she pulls off the bubble scream, is that the way that, like, Otis Redding pulls off the lilting end of a, a musical scream, <laughs> you know? <laughs> She's so talented at that. I, it just as an effective maneuver, man.
1: Oh, man. And then the last main contestant of the pageant who's, like, kind of noteworthy but not at this time is Amy Early. Adams. Like, super young Amy
0: Adams. Truly, man. And she, she's real funny, too. As, like, the... You know uh, cheerle- she, I said she's real funny, too. As, like, the sex pot cheerleader turned stripper <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Pageant queen, she's hilarious. She's very funny. Um, and then the judges, the <laughs> uh, obvious, obvious pedophile Matt Malloy playing go.
1: I'm just here, uh, you know, watching the young girls. I like, I mean, like you guys girls. have cameras. No one's like telling you guys to like do anything. <laughs> So funny.
0: Uh, it's so funny it's so uncomfortable but it's so fucking funny <laughs> yeah
1: and then you get michael mcshane and will sasso yeah at, uh the what's their last name vilms? Vilms? vilms brothers yeah and uh will sasso is mm, uh, mentally challenged a little bit Maybe a little bit. I think the thing that I think he just is, huffed a lot of paint, and now he's really dumb. <laughs> that's the thing that saves his
0: performance for me. Like he obviously is playing the small town simpleton, and the fact that in the back of at least one scene, he's clearly just yeah, paint. he's just like zoned out from it. <laughs> it's so fun and again it's will sasso so after he hops the paint and he runs
1: into the window it's just the best physical humor you've ever seen oh man he like i could quote every sasso line but i think the one that is my favorite is um towards the end as they're pulling up to the pad uh the the parade at the end Yeah, yeah uh It's just like, you can't see him say it, but he's saying it in the car and the camera crew's filming them from the outside. And he's like, I want the big bag of little donuts. (laughs) Harold, I want the big bag of little donuts.
0: (laughs) That's too fucking funny.
1: I'm too
0: excited, man. I really enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Oh, same. Muskies. All right, time for some Minnesota humor. Or no, I guess it's not humor, but it is trivia when they do the shots that are at the Mall of America, especially uh at the beginning. That's actually Southdale Mall. So it's not the largest mall in America. But interestingly, it was the first indoor mall in America. So we got some mall history in Minnesota. Yeah, you guys like your malls. Yeah, and we don't like to talk about anything else. I'll say on the like-
1: The Mall of America, I assume? Yeah, 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 that's the one.
0: Um, No, it was like, so I actually, because of where I lived in Minneapolis as a kid, I grew up like as the Mall of America as my like mall. I just went there as a kid because it was a 10, 15 minute bus ride away. It was the closest shopping thing to get to and the most convenient because of you know whatever um so it wasn't until i left that part of the world or even just like <clears throat> pardon me saw different malls that i realized how strange it is because have you ever been there have you seen this
1: thing no, but i know it has a fucking roller coaster and it has like it doesn't have a movie theater too it yeah, like has yeah, it's got a
0: multiplex and a, a theme park and you know
1: yeah, so why the fuck wouldn't you go there as a kid? It literally has everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah. Um so yeah, <laughs> I just it's so, yeah, it's like a mile around, I think. If you walk from like point A and went in a circle, it's and then there's several floors. It's fucking huge. It's just this like mammoth structure, you know? Like it's it's so enormous that it shames IKEA's. If you've ever been to IKEA, oh, yeah. think about like Five IKEAs. It's mammoth. It's huge. It's just very, very big. Um, and so I don't know. My favorite thing to do there was go to the store that only sold stuff with holograms on it. So you could get like you know little spinners or fucking your face, your a picture of your face taken, and then they would print it on a, like the '90s hologram in a crystal holograms. Am I making any sense, or am I just like no, not at all.
1: Man, I don't it, know what the fuck that is.
0: <laughs> it was like this mall was so damn big they would take a, sh- a corner shelf of Spencer's gifts and turn it into an entire store. So gotcha. like, there was I mean, we also had Spencer's gifts, don't get me wrong, but there Love was Spencer's. multiple <laughs> this mall, at, to my memory, at one point had three different novelty t-shirt shops.: was <laughs> Spencer's gifts. And another thing that wasn't Spencer's gifts, but it was the same bullshit. Whatever. Fuck malls.
1: Oh, fuck
0: malls. But you know, they were what? fun for while you're a kid. Yeah, I mean, totally. We you don't know any malls. better. And you're also like a kid, and you know, there's just nothing to do. So we totally would just like go wander around the mall and you know look at the shiny shit. Mm-hmm. And especially, actually, even as I got older, I have a memory of being like. um I was in film school, so I was like in my 20s for sure. Um, And me and a a bunch of other film school buddies uh, went and did some acid, right? And we were um, trying to be really intentional about color theory, so we were just like talking to each other about colors for six hours while we were on acid. And then when it was over, I had to go through the mall because it's also like a transport hub to get back to my place. And just going from the space of, like, six nerds talking about color theory to this monolith of consumer culture and just the frenetic energy and the, like, hyper-intense colors that are being thrown at you in that environment. Uh Uh-huh. It was very overwhelming. I didn't freak out, guys. Everybody relax. I made it home. But it was one of those experiences where it was just like fun. Maintain, maintain. Maintain. Maintain.
1: Stay focused. <laughs> Stay focused. <laughs> uh, That's the Mall of America, folks. Well, uh, you're from Minnesota. Do you like lutefisk? I gotta be honest. I have never had lutefisk.
0: Okay. Because
1: it looks gross.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean... <laughs> It's basically like a crazy ass way to make ceviche or like poke, or you know, it's not quite sushi grade, but like, yeah, what are the other ones where you like, you know, you would, ceviche is the best example. Like, you're cooking the fish with acid, but instead of acid, you use lye, which is a base. So you're chemically cooking the fish and it turns into that kind of same consistency. I've never actually had it just because. It's it's not actually that popular. Like people love That's to talk true. about it, but you don't really see it that we'll much. What put it on Jello salad. <laughs> and Ambrosia, oh ambrosia, lord, Ambrosia baby. You Karen's Ambrosia.
1: Not a fan of Ambrosia. It's fruit and marshmallows. How could you not love that? Just I don't need <laughs> shit in my Jello.
0: All right, fair enough. What about? Hang on, because there's a couple of crazy ones. I want. There's oh fuck is the one. They do this thing with like ramen and cold vegetables. I don't know. Okay. No. This is not going anywhere.
1: No. Sorry. A uh, little trivia right here. Uh, Where to go? According to the director, Michael Patrick Jan, Kirstie Alley refused to try on many of the costumes the wardrobe department had picked for Gladys. Instead, asking for them to be sent to the Scientology Celebrity Center in Hollywood to try them on there. Whoa, well, that's, just, that's just a block over from me. <laughs> that's I didn't know she was a Scientology person. Oh, yeah, her and John Travolta are tied. You just did look who's well, talking. I know Travolta. Yeah, I mean, Travolta is famously... Yeah. So is Kirstie.
0: Wow, oh, no, I didn't realize that. Hmm. I. What do you think about Kirstie Alley,
1: just as a performer? Um, in the 90s, she definitely had stuff that I loved. Like, I watched her all the time, but... She's really good, man. I kind of miss her. I'm trying to think, what else am I... Oh, I loved her in uh, It Takes Two yeah the Mary ka Ashley movie <laughs> okay. I mean, it takes all kinds for sure um, hey, man, as a kid, I loved those those, those twins, man I well, you know, of a uh, yeah, I guess look who's talking would be the other one, yeah, uh, well, of course,
0: cheers is like the big deal
1: um yeah, that's yeah, that's actually all I can. Picture her in, and I'm not recognizing a lot of this stuff. She's obviously done like tons of episodes of TV shows. Well, right. She's, I mean, she was famously on Cheers, and then what was it, Veronica's Closet? Was that her? Oh, even after Cheers, just like one episode of this show, two five episodes of this show. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, just random shows. Dharma and Greg, Blonde, Veronica's Closet.
0: Yeah, well, Veronica's Closet was like,
1: I don't know. It's probably several seasons, right? Oh, you know what? I never watched that. Oh yeah, sixty-seven episodes. Yeah. So that's and then she had fat actress. Oh, that's right. And oh, oh, she was on Screen Queens in 2016. Was she really? I That'd guess so.
0: I'm going to watch Scream Queens from 2016 just to catch up with Christie
1: Alley, man. Just that's to get cool. some Christie Alley. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's definitely really funny in this movie. She's really funny. I also think she's
0: capable of, like, a big heart, you know? She's And she has, like, I know, this is not necessarily fair, but she's sort of, like, the working man's share, who's kind of already the working man's share. But she has that energy where she can, like, really be sort of, like, snappy and warm at the same time. Hmm. Like, if Christy Alley was rude to me, but truthful, I would let her get away with
1: it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I understand your reasoning.
0: <laughs> That's my read on Christy Alley. What can I say?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about her other than that she is a Scientologist and she's an actress who had, like, doesn't really work anymore.
0: Fair well, speaking of other uh, actors in the cast, Nora Dunn deserves a shout out. I'm always really happy to see her show up, and uh, she's uh, when they when finally get to Minneapolis for the larger contest or the larger thing. She's the uh, one of the hosts. She owns the Minnesota Modeling Academy. Gotcha. She's an SNL alum. Uh, she is very, very, very talented person uh mo gaffney is the person the other person who runs it with her who's also a funny funny lady actually uh, another king of the hill connection because uh mo gaffney had a show with kathy najimi called kathy and mo Mo for a long time Mm -hmm. kathy najimi is the voice of peggy hill and also she's um you know uh hocus pocus are you a hocus pocus fan of course She's the one who's not Bette Midler or Sarah Jessica Parker. No, I I know who Kathy Najima is. Oh, sorry, I misheard
1: you. I'm sorry. No, I said I love Kathy Najima. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) She's the one that's not Bette Midler or Sarah Jessica Parker. (laughs) Oh, no, I know. (laughs) Also,
0: last shout out uh, to Amanda Detmer, who is the previous year's,
1: uh, you know, winner. Oh, the anorexic girl! Oh my God, that is so hard to watch. Her performance is so fucking funny, though. <laughs> so funny, and she's so uh, frail. Uh, she's actually, she's from uh, uh, a town near my hometown. Chico, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, she was raised in Chico, and my drama teacher, uh, Miss Clements, was her. Is one of her best friends, and so. We would always be, like, quoting Saving Silverman in class. And she'd be like, you know, that's my my best friend is in that movie. I was like, what? Who's your best friend? She's like, "Uh, the blonde-haired girl that plays Jason Biggs' love interest. I'm like, she also had a pretty
0: big arc on Friends. Did she? Yeah, she was uh, Ross's college-age girlfriend while he was professing at a college at one point.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I like her. I haven't seen her in anything lately. Although, apparently, she's on Empire. Oh, right on. Is Empire still going? I don't know. I haven't heard anything past that Jesse Smollett thing. Nor have I, my friend. No. Uh, Amanda Detmer, though, is also in Final Destination. Yeah, that's right. And those She has one of the best deaths in that movie. What's her death? She's, like, yelling at them, like, saying, you guys are fucking crazy. Uh... I think she literally says, like, what, I'm just going to get hit by a bus. Boom! And she gets oh. hit by a bus. <laughs> Right? <laughs> oh,
0: man. I love those movies. I'm going to watch all of them in the very near term. It's almost Halloween time, buddy. Should we do some horror movies?
1: A hundred percent. I'm already making my horror movie list for October.
0: Perfect. Well, I don't have much more for Drop Dead Gorgeous. Actually, I just want to call out two bits that I can't ignore which is that uh, the first death, Tammy blow Yeah, it.
1: the tractor explosion.
0: <laughs> and the fact that they bl- bring that at the end of her introduction, where she's like, and I'm riding off into the sunset.
1: Wow!
0: <laughs> Perfect. And then the fact that the, or not the fact, but when the the cops camera crew shows up and they're like, yes, that that is a very
1: funny moment. (laughs) It's so damn good, dude. This movie. I love, I love uh, Denise Richards' death, the swan (laughs) blowing up. Like, it's so perfect. It's so good.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Totally unexpected
1: when you first. See it. Well, I mean, I'm waiting. If you allude to it, she's like, it smells it. like gasoline. Yeah. But,
0: but with the way Kirstie Alley reacts to, to, like, and because it's like a float, everything, it's just the cage. Yeah. You know, like, because it's just gone up in flames, completely burned away. And so her, like, rattling that hollowed out, burned cage, talking about how the swan ain't my baby, or whatever the fuck she says. Dude, I really this movie i had seen it because it was like a minnesota movie so around the time this came out i would have seen it you know but not since then and i'm sad about it it's up there dude i really really liked it one of my favorites
1: same uh, just a, another weird little fact that i never knew until looking at the imdb cast list thomas lennon yeah from cool. reno 911 is the documentary voice the guy behind the camera? That's awesome. Oh, that's very cool. Huh. Interesting. He's also a very accomplished screenwriter.
0: Him and uh, Ben Grant, the yep. also from Reno 911, have a great screenwriting book. If you're uh, looking for something like that.
1: Yeah, they used to. There was this <clears throat> free thing that you can sign up for. Uh, it's not around anymore. It's been years. Because you remember Cat and the Cat and the Fiddle. Oh yeah. That one. Uh, not there anymore. But uh, they just like group hosted, uh, like you pay like 30 bucks and you get to meet the like screenwriters. And they had like Roger Avery who helped Tarantino write whole fiction. Uh, but they had Thomas Lennon and what's his screenwriting partner's name? I think it's Ben Grant. I think you're right too. But I always, I always second Guess myself.
0: Yeah, because it might be the other guy from Reno
1: 911, right? Yes, Robert Ben Grant. Oh, damn. Sorry, I am missing his name. Garant. Gar- Gar- Garant. Garant, right? Garant, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, they did one at Cat and Fiddle as well, and you got to go and talk to them. I didn't go, my buddy did. And, uh, said that it was a lot of fun and they were really nice
0: right on yeah I believe that they're very very funny I want to watch Reno 911 now and I you know everybody everybody in this cast is so talented but he's a famously talented improviser so some of the stuff that's happening on screen that I'm just laughing my butt off if he's on set for some of this I
1: am glad for it Right, I wonder if he was. I, d- I doubt it. I bet he was brought in after. I mean, whatever. Because he's responding. Like they're responding to him. Yeah,
0: and if you're doing a mockumentary, you gotta, you have, you need that energy, right?
1: Yeah, 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 that's true. So I, I whatever alchemy
0: came together to make this thing happen. I'm I'm real glad it did. So that's mm. drop dead gorgeous. We'll catch you next time, guys. Goodbye.